Awesome. Well, welcome back to Roommate Confessions. Today we have a special guest, Stella, first cousin of mine out in New York. Stella. Welcome, Stella. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Wish I could be in the studio with you guys in person, but virtual is fun too. You know you're welcome to come visit anytime. Anytime. We'll have to do a round two. (laughs) I would love that. Awesome. Okay. Well, tell the listeners, because you are a podcaster yourself. So tell the listeners before we dive in, like a little bit about yourself, what you do, um, and everything like that. Yeah. So I am, well, I was going to say born and raised in New York, but I was actually born in DC. So I guess I can't fully say that, but I'm, I'm from New York City, grew up here, um, went to school in the Midwest, studied a combination of philosophy, neuroscience, psychology came back to New York after graduating from college. And now I currently work in business consulting, but on the side of my day job, my, I guess, five to nine is hosting my podcast, Everyday Endorphins, which is a, is, which is a show about finding happiness and joy and endorphins in life. Um, and it's been a really fulfilling project for me, gotten to meet a lot of interesting people and, um, it's been really rewarding to get to further the conversation on mental health awareness and um, kind of discuss the nuances around healthy living. So everyday endorphins is definitely a big passion of mine. And then on the side, I also teach yoga. So I'm a certified yoga teacher. Um, I instruct at Core Power in New York City. So um, that's just a little bit about myself and uh, kind of how I spend my day every day and and how I spend my weeks. I love it. You wear many hats. Many hats. It's, it's yeah. mainly podcasting and yoga. I, totally. I got to ask, I'm curious with all the people you speak with when it comes to, you know, them finding their happiness, where would you say the root of all of it comes from, you know, like not individualized, but from a general standpoint? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Cause you mentioned the word fulfillment. And I think that that's really yeah. important for people to find in, mm-hmm. in their life. Like where do you find fulfillment um, of the law, you know, law of averages across everybody you've spoken to, where would you say most people find it? It's a really great question. Well, I, I do ask every guest that comes onto the show, it's my final question, what brings you endorphins? Because um, I, I like to find out from people what kind of lights them up, like how they find endorphins in life. We obviously know that exercise yeah. brings endorphins, but there's so many other things that I've come to realize that can really like get you going and, and make you feel happy. And um, a, a consistent theme that I've seen across a lot of my interviews with those answers are really in the little moments. So everything Mm. from my skincare routine to cuddling with my dog Mm. to talking to a friend on the phone who I haven't caught up with in a long time. Um, I think it's, it's really in the smaller moments that people find a lot of joy and happiness and, uh, just day-to-day fulfillment. And, um, something that always fascinates me is, uh, this, this principle in, in psychology that I, or rather, it was a fact that I had learned about in, in one of my psychology classes in college. And the, um, like the saying was essentially that the number one predictor of our well-being and our satisfaction in life is derived from the strength of our interpersonal relationships. So 
the more positive and, and strong bonds you have with people, then the happier you will be. This was, I think, a study that was published. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, when they talk about what brings them endorphins, it's spending quality time with people too. So it, it, um, those answers just kind of resonated with me because it really aligned with like what I'd learned in school. That's fantastic. I can also see like a, like a sleepy answer being music. I I can imagine if you had like a radar to measure people's endorphins, music is the first thing that came to my mind when you mentioned what you do. Uh, It wouldn't be the highest of mine, but definitely one of the ones that's probably the most consistent is, is when you find that song and it just lights you up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I interviewed a rapper about the relationship between rap, music, mental health, creativity. Um, Someone's answer actually on the show on what brings them endorphins is um, like she would say that like just walking around New York City with headphones in uh, like late at night or early in the morning. Like there's something super meditative about just like tuning out and tuning in to a really good song that you love. So music is definitely an endorphin boosting activity. That is so cool. (laughs) Love it. I know what mine would be. What are yours? Mine? Oh, mine are definitely sports related. When you, like you said, like physical exercise, Um, that can range anything from snowboarding, uh, wakeboarding, playing basketball, soccer, um, you know, the fulfillment of of, of scoring a goal. Um, Definitely you mentioned pets and and dogs uh, mm-hmm. my dog definitely lights me up and there's endorphins there um down to little things like even you know a text message or whatever seeing something on you know instagram like a cool video on instagram that lights you up I, there's so many things music is definitely i would say probably one of the most consistent um yeah above all though it would be sports related 100 yeah yeah any I sort think, of physical activity i think mine would have to be to mine specifically though I'm competitive, so uh, competitive and enjoyment, I think, is different than joy for me. And I think for me, it would be soccer and wakeboarding. Just being out on a boat for me, on the lake, in the water, on a boat, and then spending time, like quality time with my dogs. Oh, my God, love them. And just hugging them and holding them, I think, are the things that bring me joy. And one of the things that brings me joy, the older that I've gotten, I've recognized, too, is, like, feeling thought of. So like people taking the initiative or like definitely for me, and my love language is acts of service, but for me what brings me joy is me knowing I've crossed somebody's mind because they've thought of me and have done something nice for me or something like that. So I think those are mine. What about you, Stella? Yeah. Yeah, well, I love those answers, especially because a lot of people tend to give like a laundry list for what brings them endorphins. And as they start talking about one, they're like, oh, wait. And this other thing actually really makes me happy. And then this thing too. And it's just so uh, like beautiful to get to see how many things in life really do directly. Like, we can derive meaning from mm-hmm. and how many things in life we can really get happy about. Um, yeah. What brings me endorphins? So number one is yoga. Um, anecdote this morning, I was so close to not going to my 6.30 a.m. yoga class because I was just exhausted. But I have no excuse because I live a block away from the studio. But I was like, you know what, Stella, just go. Like, get out of bed, just go. Like, you'll probably feel better. And I was, I am so happy I listened to myself because it was such a relaxing yoga class. And normally the rain will make me kind of moody. Like if it's raining outside, if it's gloomy, I don't really want to do anything. But I like emerged from the yoga studio at 7.30 a.m. after class is finished. And I was like so 
relaxed and calm that stepping out into the gloomy weather didn't make me feel sad. It actually like made me feel even more calm. Like it fit the whole aesthetic of like how I felt after yoga. Um, so yoga just for me is what brings me joy. But, um, aside from that, I really love the feeling of being able to like sing or rap along to every single lyric when like a yeah. song comes on at a bar. That's not me too. That must be in the bloodline for you two because she's amazing at that. Oh my God, and I love it. That's so funny that you say that. I would never think of it as bringing joy, but like when you said it, I was like, oh my God, that totally brings me joy. If you put on Ja right? Rule, she will not stop. I will, like, oh my God, that is so funny that you said that. That is definitely in our blood. Because it's really like the moment when you're out with, for me, speaking from my own experience, like, out with my friends. Mm -hmm. I love rap, which maybe when people meet me, they don't, they don't see that. Like it doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't strike them as like my genre, my preferred genre, but I love rap music. So I'm like out with my friends and yeah. all of a sudden, like a banger just comes on and I know every single lyric to that yeah. song. And I'm the only one that's like, and everyone's jaw drops and like what are you like how do you know these lyrics like what is going that on is yeah and i'm just like in my zone in my element it nothing brings a smile to my face like that truly. that is great well, oh, if, I I love can, that. if i can assist with bringing a smile and obviously some endorphins have you heard or discovered harry mack no should so this, i have this guy's incredible so i've came across him on tiktok and instagram He's a complete freestyle rapper. He shows up in these random places, asks people to give out unique words. Flamingo, oh, phlebotomist, yeah. you know, like the most random, unique, He's exquisite insane. words. Does he do it with his girlfriend? Uh, most likely, probably. He He's the one doing the actual rap, but I'm sure he has a couple clips with his girlfriend. Is he in New York? But I don't know where he is, actually. He showed up to like this prom, and they're in front of like the Capitol building, whatever city they're in, and all these guys are like giving him yes. all these different words. He had five random words. This guy is incredible. He's always doing it randomly in public. Oh, my God, yes. Harry Mack, I'm telling you. Harry Mack, if you can get on Stella's show and talk about the endorphins you get from rap, I'm sure you guys will have a great episode. But I love that. <laughs> That's so great. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Knock yeah. on wood. I'm thinking of someone else. There's another guy that came up on my free page during COVID, and he, his girlfriend was like in almost every single video, but she would be like, babe, I'm giving you these three words, like make a rap song, and he would do it like so effortlessly. Cool. It's I I don't have that kind of talent. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> this guy is good. He's really, it might be the same guy we're talking about, but he's so good. I've been, I've been a fan for the past like month. I love it. Awesome. Okay, well, let's dive in because I know the viewers are like, okay, we hear what makes you happy. Now tell us what stresses you the hell out. No, right? Okay, you're here to share some roommate stories, some growth opportunities, ones that went well, ones that didn't go so well. Give the listeners just a few kind of a synopsis of like where you're at today, roommate wise, and work. Give us kind of some. Are you living with roommates today? Yeah. yeah give so us your roommate confession. <laughs> okay. So current day, present day, I am living with two roommates. Um, the apartment that I came into a few months ago, which is the one I'm currently still in right now, I was living actually with girls from my high school who I like had known in high school, wasn't very close with, but definitely like knew who they were and had a mutual like friend with them. Um, and so I was living with them for a few months at the beginning of the year. And then the this mini lease, I guess, because I came in as a subletter, ended. And then they moved out because one was going to med school. The other one had plans to live with another friend. Um, and I, like, so desperately wanted to hold on to this apartment. 
and thank God I was able to because the housing market in New York is crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Able to hold on to it. And I basically found two new roommates through a, like a mutual friend, essentially, nice. um, through Instagram. And it worked out really well. Like, genuinely, I could not be happier right now. Like, oh, um, good. It, it was a, such a success. And I think that I was so nervous about the idea of like, basically inviting strangers that well not fully strangers because they were you know kind of vetted through going the through the mutual friend route but it was stressful for me to like have people that I didn't even know come into my space because I think I was like traumatized from some horrible roommate experiences in college (laughs) (laughs) um but current day right now yes I do live with two roommates it's going well um I also am lucky because I have like my own walk-in closet and I have my own bathroom in my room. So I, I do, I feel kind of lucky in that sense where it's like, I have my little private like area of the apartment. Um, and it's a pretty spacious apartment for New York. So definitely got lucky, but as of right now, like things are going well in the roommate area, which is very, very nice. Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank God. Cause I know you've had some pretty crummy experiences. You said in college, remind me, did you live in the dorms? Did you move into dorms right out of the gates? Yeah. So the way it worked at my school, I went to Washington university in St. Louis. So I was out in the Midwest for college. And when you get to campus, you're living on on the on campus like in dorms Mm -hmm. um your freshman year and sophomore year as well but like different areas of campus um so i was in dorms freshman and sophomore year my junior year i was living in washu owned housing off campus so i was Mm -hmm. in an off-campus apartment but it was just owned by the university um but it was like a block away from school so it it was very close by and then my senior year i was fully living in like off campus apartment had a landlord, like not affiliated with Washu, yeah, but like the building was full of Washu students. Yeah. yeah. Um, the dorm situation. So backstory with college, I lived with one girl all throughout college. Um, oh, wow. Every single year we lived together. Oh my gosh. Cool. Sophomore, junior and senior year. It was us two plus like other people in the mix. So yeah. I was in a four person thing my sophomore year same with my junior year and then my senior year it was just us three um but like from freshman to senior year it was still me and this one other girl and we went random wash you had the option to either like basically request a roommate so you could have put down someone's name who you wanted to live with or you could have just said like let's let's put this in like fate's hand and see what you know when takes us and i I just was too stressed to be like, let me, you know, at that time, Facebook pages were big of like admitted students and you could post about who you were and where you're from and who you're looking to room with. And maybe mutual, the mutual friend game would, you know, you'd find someone to live with, but I was like, I don't want to like, it's too much work. So I'll just go random and take my chances. And luckily it ended up working out well. Um, but I went random and, and that's how I had that one roommate all throughout college. Nice. That, I feel like that's very unique. Super unique. So the one girl was great. And then when you got to, you said senior year, the off campus, how many roommates did you end up living? Is that kind of where things went south? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Explain. Um, if any- Please continue. Oh <laughs> if anyone from Washi was listening, this will be quite telling. But um, <laughs> I, so it, the, the, the roommate that I had, consistently all throughout college that I went random. It it worked out so well. 
we just happened to have lived really well together, which I was so grateful for because I'm an only child. So I don't like, I didn't really know what it was like to live with someone else prior to coming to college. Um, and I wasn't like a big camp person. So I, I never really had that experience of like sharing a room, sharing a dorm, sharing a space. Um, and luckily living with that girl, it, it made it really easy because she was so respectful and considerate. And we also just got along. Um, so we, we, we lived really well together and I was so grateful for that. And then I think we both experienced like shared issues with other roommates that we were able to like bond over because of how difficult, like the situation was that we were put into. But senior year was when things kind of went a little bit South and it was a combination of factors. Like keep in mind, this was the height of COVID. Um, mm. I was a senior in college. Like my fall semester was the fall of 2020. Yeah. Oh um, shit. So my entire senior year was, was COVID and the girl I was living with at that time was like a very, very anxious person. So I think that being, you know, stuck in a house <laughs> or an apartment without anywhere to go, classes were virtual. She was studying for um, grad school to take exams, get into grad school and apply. Like we were just stuck indoors. Yeah. Wash you did not have a social life. Like nothing was open. It was just like a very, very dark time. I think that like really didn't bring out the best in her or, or in, in the situation, honestly, um, because of the heightened anxiety like state that we were all kind of living through. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But it was definitely difficult. I mean, I, she just, you know, I think she's a good person. Like she, um, she, it's hard to talk about like roommate confessions when, when you don't, you know, I, I, I don't want to speak poorly of her, but there were, we just, it, it became so apparent to me that we were very different people. And it's one thing to be friends with someone and see them occasionally. And it's another thing to be like stuck in an apartment trapped for an entire year. Very yeah, true. Trapped. Especially through a global um, pandemic in a major city. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a handful. Yeah. So there were like definitely situational factors, but, um, I think I st started to recognize a lot of aspects of her personality that I did not find to be very attractive and frankly, um, like not very nice. Uh, and I, th I think like it just, it just got to be so difficult to live with her. Um, and I think something that I had experienced that my other roommate, I believe also felt was the lack of like comfortability in the space. Like it never felt like it was an equal living situation. Like it felt like I was living in someone else's apartment and totally. had to kind of tiptoe around. Um, and of course, because we were stuck under the same roof for an entire year, you like now I, I tend to like, I, I would hyper fixate on things like things that I hadn't seen previously about her personality. Now it was like the only thing I could see. <laughs> um, I'm sure, you know, uh, maybe like other people listening can relate to that sentiment, but she just was quite, you know, let's put it this way. I had not understood the term gaslighting <laughs> before and, her until, until, um, senior year struck, to mm -hmm. be honest. Um, it always felt like, you know, there was a, it was a one up of, you know, who has it worse or who is more stressed out or who's doing more schoolwork. It was always felt like it was a competition. Yeah. And that really kind of caught me off guard because, 
I'm not a very competitive person in nature. Like I'm actually quite complacent and I just don't, don't really care about, about those things. Would, but would you say that there was a little hint of narcissism in there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like when you, when everybody makes it up or anybody, when somebody makes it about them and you're talking about a situation that may be unfortunate for what you're dealing with and they're comparing and contrasting, you know, making it competitive as to why their situation's worse. That sounds to me, and I'm no expert in it, but I mean, you studied psychology. I'm asking, would you, would you think that's a little form of narcissism there? I had my suspicions. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I am not like a, clinical psychologist, psychiatrist. So I cannot diagnose anyone, but from my <laughs> observations, I did observe behaviors that felt quite narcissistic, yeah. to be honest. Totally. Um, and it was exhausting and difficult to be how did, around. How did you, um, like, how did you process? How did you deal with all that? Like what, what did you do to my other room? Oh my we were like, it was, it was, thank God we had each other. I swear. Um, Thank God we did. I, and yeah. also it was, um, it was the, the, the girl, the other girl that was living with us had a boyfriend mm. at the time. I don't know if they're still together. Who, but who lived dating. there? Did he live there also? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, he didn't live with us, oh. but oh. he would sleep over quite often, time. but she'd yeah. also go to his. Mm -hmm. So when she'd go to his, it was like, okay, I can like live in my space now. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was very nice. But, um, you know, how did I cope with it? I had tried to address some of these issues I was experiencing with her, but, um, it, it got to be like, it got to a point where it just wasn't even productive to, to mention this anymore, because no matter how many times I had tried to, um, raise my concerns or rather like explicitly state my, the boundaries that I wanted to set in the apartment or like things that I needed to feel like I was living comfortably, the conversation would just have, there, there would be no, there would be like no end in sight with the conversation and yeah. it would just go one direction that like it did not need to go. And it was just a waste of time, honestly. Like I could never truly get through to her. Um, did, did you and ever so I just stop trying? Yeah, I believe it. Did, did you ever, uh, kind of, I guess, observe is the best way to put it. Did you observe that there was, uh, you know, her, her taking the place of the victim? hundred yeah. percent. Oh, it's Steven, the psychologist. My... Yeah, Steve. No, <laughs> no, but <laughs> we, my roommate and I all have, uh, well, the other roommate and myself, both very interested in psychology. Um, and so we would, we would talk a lot about this, like what, you know, we both had taken ab an, ab an abnormal psychology class in college. So we were like, okay, so like, let's, let's see if, how we can, let, let's try to figure this out because <laughs> something's like not right. Um, but definitely the victim mindset yeah. I have it harder. This is more, you know, it will be, but I blah, 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 blah. It was never like, I, I honestly it got to a point where I just wouldn't even want to engage in conversation because every single conversation became about herself. Like yeah. it, every single path led back to like me, 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 nothing about the other person. And it was just very draining to have, um, to, to ha just to have a conversation really it was it was quite exhausting so definitely there was elements of like the victim mindset definitely elements of like narcissism um and yeah the gaslighting was definitely shocking <laughs> to be around because yeah. it's just it's really disrespectful honestly yeah. um and it was uh it was difficult like I I'll give you an example there was um there was we had like an extra room in the apartment and we used it as like a workout 
room slash study room. We had like a cheap spin bike in there. And that room shared a wall with that, my roommate. Um, and so I am a, I like to work out in the morning. Clearly I was, I was talking about my 6 30 right. yoga class, like 10 minutes ago, but, um, because we couldn't go to the campus gym and, you know, I'm not a big runner. Like oh, it was really yeah. important for me to like get in physical activity. And if I yeah. could do it in the apartment, like that's how I was going to do it. Um, and we had the extra room. So in the mornings, you know, sometimes I'd go and, and work out in there and one morning or an afternoon, I can't remember. I was in there just on the spin bike and this roommate comes in. She like barges in while I'm working out, which first of all, like if you, if you're in the middle of doing something like for yourself, you would pick up on that social cue to like not really bother someone else. But she barges in while I'm working out and she's like, Stella, like, like she asks me a question about the wife. Like, I can't even remember at this point. Cause it was, it was something that like, didn't need my immediate attention. It was just so that like, she could make it about her. Right yeah. Make it about yeah, her. Exactly. And I'm like, um, like I answer. Cause it was just whatever. She asked the question. I answered. She comes back into the, the room literally like not even two minutes later. Like I was just getting back into the zone of my workout. I was like using the Peloton app, like really invested. And she comes back in like literally a second later. And she's like, Stella, like blah, 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 blah. Like, can I ask you this question? And I was literally in the middle of a workout. And I just said, roommate, like whatever her name is. I was like, roommate, what? not in like a mean tone of voice, but just kind of like in a blunt, like, okay, like what, like, what do you, what do you want? Like what, what's going on? Like, is, do you really need my attention right now? Like what is like, what's going on? And she flips out, like s slams the door, but I can't even remember like the words that came out, out of her mouth. I was just like shocked. And it's just like, Okay, like, I can't even remember what she said, honestly. Like, I'm really trying to think about it, but sh she was just like, wow, like, I can't even believe that you blah, 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 like, slams the door and like stampedes off into her room and is like huffing and puffing because I like spoke to her in a stern tone of voice. And I was oh, just like, God. are you kidding me? Like, uh, let me just finish this workout. So I finished my spin class, whatever. And I'm, very sweaty. I'm like disgusting after this workout. I like wanted to go shower and relax, but I was like, you know what? Like I should just go into her room and like maybe apologize for being a bit more like not aggressive with my tone of voice, but I clearly was just like roommate. What? Like that's how it came out. Um, but I didn't want to be bothered in the middle of my workout. So I go into the room and I'm about to apologize. And she looks at me and she goes, I will not tolerate being spoken to in that tone of voice and being treated that way. And then she goes on and on and on. And I was just like, okay, I came in here to apologize, but now like this isn't, now I don't even want to apologize. Cause I'm honestly not sorry. Like there's such a thing called boundaries. And if you see me in the middle of something and you know that I've expressed in the past that like, if the door's shut and you know, I'm on the spin bike or I'm doing something, unless it's like an actual emergency, like, please don't bother me. Like, this is my me time. And that's, that was so important to me during COVID especially. Um, so that's just like one instance where she just like flipped a shit and I was Jeez. just like, I cannot, I can't be here. Um, I'll stop there because I, I don't want to spoil all the, <laughs> the stories. Is but, there, um, so is there any is... other stories or situations that you want to share in terms of that? Like, were there any other situations? Uh, Alexis always calls it the tea. The tea. Yeah. yeah. The tea. I mean, there was one instance where, 
Okay, so she, I think she also felt like she owned the apartment entirely, oh. even though we were paying like equal rent, like we were all living there together. I think she was under the impression that like she had ownership of the apartment because she had found it and was in communications with our landlord and like furnished a lot of it. But we were all under the impression that like that was of her own volition and she wanted to furnish it because she wanted to take all this furniture to grad school with her the next year. Um, so anyways, she, um, we had had this like rubber dry mat thing on our, in our kitchen sink, um, or not in the sink, but like in the, on the kitchen countertop, it just to like dry extra dishes. And those things tend to get kind of gross. Like they're cheap. I don't know, 15, $20. You can buy a target or something. And they're like, not meant to be, you know, you don't keep them around forever. But I know, I noticed it was getting kind of gross one day and I was like, Hey, I think, you know, we should throw this out. I kind of want to throw it out. It just looks like it's getting pretty gross and like bacteria. Can just, you know, get a new one. It, ba- literally bacteria. It's like bacteria just issue. growing. Yes. And she goes, well, I think it's kind of pathetic that you would want to throw something out that, you know, I paid for with the intention of keeping and bringing to my next apartment. Um, so like, I'd really appreciate if you could just clean it and not throw it out because- like, I'm not going to buy a new one. And like, I paid for it. So I'm just going to take it to my next apartment. <laughs> and Ew. just to, to say that a behavior or a person is pathetic to their face. Like, it just, it did not leave a good taste in my mouth. Oh my um, God. So it's one of those situations where like, you had to have been there and keep in mind, there's so many other stories I could right. share. And it all like, it, it just aggregated into like one big frustration because of the nature of COVID. And as more instances happen, I could just, I had tunnel vision. Like I could spot out in an instant, like another predictable behavior that she would, she would have, um, that would really set me off clearly. But that's just one example where I was just, I I just was like, okay, that's the final straw. Like to just just say that something is so minor is pathetic. Yeah. It becomes an ad ad hominem, ad hominem attacking your character. Right. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Ad, ad hominem, I think. It's a, yes. it's a fallacy anyway. That's, yeah. Oh, my God. I just, what I'm getting in terms of, like, the overall is it's, like, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it's it's not only are you living in an uncomfortable situation with a roommate who's potentially narcissistic, a victim mentality, like, just somebody who's yeah. just really, you know, somewhat disturbed in a way and difficult to live with, you can't go anywhere. And I think that's what probably, like you insinuated from the get-go, like this maybe wasn't as bad had I been able to leave or had I been able to go to the gym or get out of the house. Like you guys were literally stuck. And so I think that that probably just, and did you live with her for a full year? A full year. And I forgot to mention mention this caveat. We also were in that four-person suite sophomore year. And the funny thing is, is together, yes. Like, so you had lived there before we had lived together with two other people, sophomore year, and then senior year, it was me, her, and that one roommate I had had all throughout college. Um, and she wasn't that bad in sophomore year. No. And it's, I, I do think it's because one, like I hadn't really known her that well come Mm. sophomore year. So we were like, still friends. So she could have been. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were it wasn't COVID like we were right. never home yeah, right the circumstances and, the know, environment is way different so different 
Absolutely. And, you know, at that time, she also wasn't under a lot of pressure, like applying to grad school, taking those entrance exams. So it was, yeah, situationally, it was was quite different. But um, I think this all goes to say, like earlier, you know, what I had mentioned was that I don't, I don't want to like bash her character. Um, I, I do think that she, not all the time, but has tried, attempted to mean well. I think that this girl in particular struggled with a lot of like self-esteem, self-confidence issues, a lot of things that I think she needed to have worked through that no matter what I would try to do or try to address with her, like her behavior was never going to change until she kind of grew up a little bit. Um, And it sucked because I had to take, you know, the back end of that. Like I had to take all the negative things that came with the issues she was facing um, at the time. So, you know, of course, like I, you know, I, I, it just got to a point where I just felt bad that she was struggling in this way but also annoyed because I was like, well, I don't want to be the one putting up with this BS as her her roommate, quite frankly. Um, But, you know, I try to still have a compassionate lens because it's not like she was a mean person. Like we we were friends at the beginning of college. I never thought she was a mean person. And I, I, I still don't think she's a mean person. I think that she just has a lot to work through and these negative qualities started to manifest themselves um, in these ways. And I think the situation really like, amplified a lot of the issues that yeah. you know we were facing yeah well, i really appreciate you opening up about that because um as of yet we've had nobody you know tell us about you know some of the difficulties that a roommate experience has you know has brought specific to covid so thank yeah, you yeah that's, last that's... last week we had a, a guest who brought up covid very you know briefly but lightly Lightly, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate that too. And just sharing your experience, we always appreciate that. It really leads us to to kind of talk a little bit about our sponsor, Chillo. Um, Chillo is a mobile app, you know, for our listeners that listen often. Um, you guys know what it's about. It's a mobile app that allows people to find credible roommates that have similar vibes, lifestyles, preferences, needs, wants, characteristics, um, you know, whether you're in New York or California, whatever it might be, to kind of avoid situations like this. And, you know, what's interesting is you guys were a referral, right? Like a reference. And sometimes it can still go south. And, you know, you don't necessarily want to rely on those Facebook or third party, like don't even get us started about Craigslist, right? <laughs> to to rely t- on you know living with a, a potential roommate and we love our sponsors Chillo for that so for those of you who are out there listening right now and are in need of a roommate and you don't want to get stuck in a situation like Stella with a true gaslighter yeah go ahead and check out our our sponsors Chillo on the iOS App Store or Google Play if you have an Android oh my god this is hilarious it starts out by saying story time my my Irish roommate. Back when I was in my early 20s, I had a roommate that had just moved to the United States from Dublin, Ireland. His name was Mark. Mark was hilarious, one of the funniest guys I've ever known in my whole life. Well, one day, one of our co-workers approached us and asked us to come over and have a barbecue. And we were living in Houston, so we were excited to go and have our first Texas barbecue. So we're over at her house, and out walks her dad, getting ready to get the meat off the smoker and the grill for us. And he walks up to my roommate mark and says hi i'm randy 
punches up his face. Like, oh, I swear he balled up his fist. He, look, he looks at him and he goes, I'm sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> I thought that was the weirdest response I'd ever heard. I kind of looked side-eyed at him, and Randy looked at him all peculiar and then just walked away and proceeded to serve us food. We ate food, and Mark had funny the whole night. Like, he just wasn't himself. He was really uptight, which wasn't like him. He was so nervous. And at, at the end, once we said goodbye, we got in our car, we were driving back to our apartment. I said, what's the deal? Why were you acting so weird? And he goes, what was that about? Why would he come up to me and say he was Randy? And I said, he was introducing himself. That's his name. And he... <laughs> like pulls his hair he goes who would name their child randy who in their right mind would name a child randy and i looked at him and i said lots of people lots of people in the u.s have children named randy he goes what does it mean i said it's short for randall he goes oh it means something different in ireland i said well what does it mean in ireland and he goes um i think the american term for it is horny <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't even process it. In his mind, he went through this whole meal thinking that our coworker's dad walked up to him and said, Hi, I'm, I'm horny. <laughs> that is great. That is so that great. That is great. That is too funny because, so I don't know if you know this, Stella, but Stephen um, is 100% Irish. Both my parents are immigrants from Ireland, yeah. No they, way. they met in Dublin. He did yeah. a pretty good job with that accent, though. He I gotta did give do him credit. a great job with that accent. Wow. He did a great job. And, yeah, immediately, immediately I caught on pretty quick just with, whatever, 40-something cousins. Uh, yeah, I knew what the word he thought Randy. meant. Randy. Yeah, but that was good. Could you imagine? That is funny. I love funny. some lighthearted, like, roommate stories, too, because yeah, they don't always have to be bad. I know some of our listeners are thinking, I've had great roommate scenarios, or like him. Like we both had amazing roommates. One person asked me one time, did you start the podcast because you had horrible roommate experiences the whole time? I said no, nothing of the sort, actually. Not the whole time, but <laughs> what would you say, seventy-five percent? No, no, not that high. No, there was oh. maybe one or two instances where you're like, whoa, but no, well, I think okay. overall, I think at least fifty percent of the time, I've got some. You've had different experiences, yeah. True, but most of them were the ones that you were living in with me. I feel like we're nope, not great. Nope, your college experience was not. I wasn't there. Yeah, that was not good. No, nope. <laughs> that was probably the worst one. Oh, maybe debatable. yeah debatable but no i love like lighthearted. like it's a good reminder that there are good roommates out there and you do get to share it. like that's what we, you know this is all about too it's not just the horror stories behind you know crummy roommates like there's an opportunity to to live with people that you might connect with for forever right like i still have some of my closest friends that are roommates now we don't have any randy stories i'll tell you that but none no. all from america my previous roommates We've had a gentleman stay with us from um, the Netherlands. Wasn't a yeah, full-time <laughs> full roommate, just part-time stay, but yeah, yeah, no, no nothing, nope. no, nobody from overseas. Have you ever lived with somebody who's from not Amer from a different country? Um, yeah, so I studied abroad in Scotland. Oh. Uh, this was oh, wow. also COVID time, so I got sent home because COVID hit in March. Yep. That sucked. <laughs> um, but I was living with like three other flatmates two were from the UK and one was from Italy and we became really good friends and we've stayed in contact ever since actually. But, um, oh, I so considered cool. her like a roommate essentially. And, um, so yeah, I was living with an Italian girl and 
when I walked into the the flat that day to like drop my bags off, she thought I was from Italy too. <laughs> but I was like, no, <laughs> I'm Greek. <laughs> I guess we look similar enough. Yeah. yeah similar enough. Yeah. Oh my God. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that, that you were traveling abroad in Scotland and then you got sent home. But God, that sucks. Yeah. I was, my semester started January of 2020 and I remember the kids that were studying abroad in Italy were the first to get sent home. And I was like, that sucks that you had a short abroad experience. Yeah. Um, little did I know, three weeks later, everyone was kicked out and sent home. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, when I think back at it, like just how odd March and April and May were of 2020, it was like a fever dream. Genuinely, it's like a fever dream thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, such a yeah, blur. There's a lot of panic in, in the world. Such a blur. Oh my God. And then you got to meet re-meet your glorious roommate and sign a your lease lucky you <laughs> exactly that's exactly what happened but when I think about like positive roommate stories honestly like I'm so lucky how things had turned out when I went random freshman year and yeah. I ended up living with that girl all throughout college um moving into this apartment like it it worked out so well living with girls from my high school it was so comfortable it was so easy they were great my roommates now are really awesome. I think it's also different like situational wise because we're all working and yeah. we're either at the office or just like busy with after work events and like dinners and it just life gets to be so busy that like, you know, I'm barely even at the apartment right. um, yeah. and same with my other roommates. So, um, you know, I just think as long as you keep like a clean and respectful space and you like understand social cues and can, can recognize boundaries, then you're probably you're probably all good to go. Um, yeah. And then even living with that girl in, in Scotland, my friend Sarah, she um, she's amazing. And we we just got along like so well. And it was that was random, too. So maybe it's good to kind of take a chance on random events. Yeah. I love that. I completely agree. Well, thank okay. you, Stella. It's been incredible. I appreciate everything. And it's so great to see you. And Absolutely. Now, now everybody's heard Stella's roommate confession. I love it. And if you want more of Stella, Stella, where can our listeners find you and your podcast? Yes. So my podcast, it's on all listening platforms. It's called Everyday Endorphins. If you want to follow along with more happiness and health and wellness related content that I post, um, like, about the podcast and tangential to the podcast, you can follow the Everyday Endorphins Instagram, which is just everyday underscore endorphins. I also post about live podcast events that I've been doing throughout New York City um, on the Instagram and also on my website, which is just everydayendorphins.com. And then you can find me on Instagram, just my first and last name, Stella Stephanopoulos. Oh God, Stephanopoulos. Why don't you go ahead and spell that one for us? <laughs> Put it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. There you go. Or or Google it. Or Google it for those that are are wondering and want to follow Stella. And, of course, if you want more of our sponsors or are looking for that roommate or that roommate to potentially avoid – or just looking for a place to live, go ahead and follow and download the Chillo app. That's C-H-I-L-L-O-W-A-P-P on Instagram and TikTok. And of course, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Roommate Confessions Pod. See you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye.